Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second episode after our sabbatical. This week we're going to be focusing on the championship and talking about our table, who we think is going to go down, who we think is going to do well and who we ultimately think is going to return or come to go to the Premier League for the very first time. With me as always is Ralph. Hello Ralph, how are you? Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm great, thank you. Really excited for this one. Um, obviously, my knowledge going up the championship is better than going down, but I have been doing a lot of research in the teams coming up from League One. Um, so, yeah, let's let's get cracking. Um, so, let's start with sort of the bottom six teams. So, that's 24th to 19th. I've gone with Derby County at rock bottom. I don't think there's much argument there. They've not got very many players. Um, they're managed by Wayne Rooney, who I never had down as a manager. I think that yeah. it's a recipe for disaster. The players there got free trialling, because they've got quite a few players free trialling, um, are players like Ravel Morrison, who are either over the hill or have had potential for the last 25 years and never delivered anything on a football pitch. Yeah. So I think that sets a very bad precedent, especially when your manager is injuring your players <laughs> and too busy with prostitutes in pubs. Yeah. It just seems a very bad idea going forward for your club. But anyway, uh, next we have, uh, I have Huddersfield. I think they've been on a downward trajectory for many years. I thought they had a um, a good chance with, is it the Cowley brothers? They, they have yeah. the Cowley brothers. Sorry, I got mi- get mixed up between them and the Brownlee brothers. Yeah. The triathlon. So I, a lot of Olympics has yes, been watched. Yeah, recently. a lot of Olympics. Um, so I've gone with Huddersfield in 23rd. I don't think, I don't look at their squad and think there's anything there that worries many teams. Then I've gone with, and maybe this is wishful thinking because I'm hoping they've been going down for years. I've gone with Birmingham City. I think they're on a downward trajectory. I don't think they've got a lot of talent in their squad. I think it's quite a negative place to be. And I think eventually one of these seasons, whether it's this one or another season, I think they're going to go down. And then just above them, I've gone with Peterborough United, a very attacking team in League One, scored a bucket full of goals. Um, a couple of their, I think most of their talents are staying. A couple have been rumoured with clubs like Fulham. Whether those moves go ahead, I, I don't know for a couple of their attacking talents. But I think Peterborough should just be alright with the goals. Their problem will always be that they concede a lot. And they conceded out of the three teams going up, um, they conceded the most. Mm. Um, they scored goals, but they conceded quite a lot. I then then finally rounding off my bottom sort of six, I've gone with Coventry in nineteenth. They had a good season last season in the championship, but I think they're gonna tail off a bit of second season syndrome. I think they'll be okay, but I think that they're, they're gonna tail off. So those are my bottom six. Okay, fair enough. I think mine's pretty similar. I've also gone for Derby Rock Bottom. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rooney, terrible managers to be honest with you. <laughs> uh terrible squad. I mean half the squad have run out of contract this summer they've got hardly any first team players they're relying on their under 23s a lot of the time um you know they have their transfer window has has been awful so far they haven't got any money the whole club is an absolute mess i feel quite sorry for the fans to be honest it's a great club as well yeah it's a great club with a great history and yeah and they're just yeah there is a recipe for disaster like you said definitely going to finish rock bottom um, and then just above them in 23rd, I have Blackpool. Blackpool, okay. Um, I just think that they were the... So they were the playoff side that yes. that went up. Which always kind of puts you at a bit of a disadvantage. Exactly. I just think they're the weakest side coming up from League One and they also had the least amount of time to prepare. Mm-hmm. So I just think they... The only thing about Blackpool is that they've got um, Neil Critchley as their manager. And he has been in the Liverpool, uh, he was sort of the Liverpool academy okay. for years and years and years. And they're a very, from what I've read, I didn't obviously, I haven't watched that much League One, but they were good in the playoff final and scored some good goals. They're going to struggle, I think, perhaps in getting um, lots of goals. I mean, Kenny Dougal, I think it was, that scored in the final. Um, he. And they were good goals, but he didn't score that many goals in the season. Mm, okay. So it's not like they've got a formidable... Tyrese John um, John Jules, I think he's called. I think he's just signed from... Yeah, he's he's signed on loan from Arsenal. Yeah. And apparently he's meant to be quite a good product, uh, um, 
uh, prospect. Yeah, he's Gary done very Medin well. as well. Level. Gary Medin, you forget. He, oh, yeah. He played for Cardiff quite a few years ago. He could I back a few. Um, yeah, yeah, I think. Okay. Well, I didn't well, know I anything think, about their, I, their manager, but... I think they, they've got... A, they, out of the three teams that came up, they were the strongest defensively, and I think that puts you in good stead. Okay. Where I think that's why Peterborough will be teetering more because they were weaker defensively. I obviously put Blackpool just above, so not that much. But I think they should, they could be all right. All but right. I wouldn't be surprised if they did dip in there. Yeah. It wouldn't be a okay. Well, maybe Blackpool will surprise me, but I've got them twenty third, and then Hull City I've got twenty second. Interesting. I think, um, which is kind of a a an unusual pick. Considering that they like they smashed League One last season, um, very dominant. But I just think I don't really know why I've put them there. To be honest, I just think that some of the other teams are, are a bit stronger, and I have more faith in them. And they they've have got, the problem is they've got some players. So for one player, for example, Richard Smallwood, who's actually my friend's cousin. Um, yeah, I he was at Blackburn <laughs> as well, so I watched a lot of him, and he was outstanding in League One. You watch him in League One, you think, oh, great. So All when that. he's in the Championship, and then when he goes to the Championship, his lack of passing range, for example, to, so if you, you get, as you go up the leagues, defensive midfielders in lower leagues are a bit more, you know, rough and tumble, get in there. Yeah. The, their passing is less important. But he struggles maybe with passing. Maybe, third time lucky, he, he was a good player for Blackburn. I think he... Players like him would be good. George Honeyman, I remember him, Sunderland Till I Die documentary. Yeah. He wasn't a bad little player. Yeah, I, I think I think they've got some, but they're all, none of them are a player where you go, well, they've got him. Mm. I'm bringing up Richard Smallwood. I mean, he's hardly a guy that you go to, to to win you a game. I mean, he's done it for Blackburn, the past winning game in the 95th minute. But in the traditional sense, he's not someone you go to. Yeah. I don't think there's anything there that you go, oh, yes. But I think they're a good team. Okay. I think they've got. You know, it's. I think they will be okay, but I've got them later on. So I, I yeah. Rod McCann as well. He's been there for a while. He got. He was there with them when they went down. And it's quite good if they've sometimes if they've gone down with them and they go back up. And he's had time to build and know what to improve on. Unless you're Scott Parker, who just would do the same thing every <laughs> week anyway. But um, yeah, well, fair enough. I think Hull City is one of those teams that could do really well or will or. If they don't do really well, then they're going to do very poorly. I don't think they'll be, kind of, in, on that in between level. But I've got the on them. I've got them in twenty second, and then twenty first, just surviving. I've got Peterborough. Uh huh. Um. I just think I I looked at the kind of the trend of teams coming up, mm-hmm. and it's often the second place team that do better, coming up, than than the top place team. And I think that's very subjective. So well, I don't it think is, there's but anything in that really. I think one of those. I think there are a couple of reasons on that. I think the first reason is the first team are more almost too confident, and they do less in the window, and they do, they kind of they try less hard um, because they think that the task is is less big than the team that finished second. And the and the second reason is. The team that win the league is often the best ball-playing team. That's whereas when they point. go up yeah. a division, they struggle to do that. And so that's why, that's kind of the philosophy behind the decision of putting Hull City in 22nd, of Peterborough of 21st. Um, and then in 20th place, I've got Coventry. The exact same reason as you. Um, did well last season, considering the size of the club. But I think they'll... Um, drop off but I think they'll be alright I think there's worse teams in the league I think that experience will do well but like you said a bit of a bit of a second season syndrome will happen and in 19th I have Huddersfield um, not a great deal of reason why I've put them there I've just kind of thought that they're the best out of those bottom sides that's kind of where they're in and around where they finished for the last two seasons I don't think they've massively strengthened um, in the window or massively weakened in the window. So I predict a very similar season for Huddersfield again. So 19th place. So that's kind of my 24th to 19th. Well, that's that's interesting. I, d- I don't think Huddersfield will have enough to, to stay up, but um, we, we shall continue. I've gone with... So we'll go from 18th to 12th now. 
Um, I've gone with Hull City in 18th. I just think they've, you know, they've built, you know, they've gone up together in, in a defiant way. I think they'll struggle a little bit, but I hope, you know, hopefully for them, I think they'll be strong enough defensively. They were a bit of the, and I think that's what you kind of need. They weren't the defensive side. They weren't particularly attacking either. They were sort of quite balanced. Okay, yeah. And they won that league by a heck of a long way. And I think that does, that means more for, in League One. I remember when Blackburn went down, it, it meant more. When Blackburn and Wigan were, they were quite toe to toe. Obviously, they had Shrewsbury up their arse as well, but they they were they were defiant in the league, and it mm. means more going into it as yeah. opposed to Championship into Premiership because there's so many different qualities in play. Okay. So I think Hull will, will be fine. And this for my biggest, so we're going to do biggest overachievement and underachievement. It's my team, Blackburn Rovers in seventeenth. I think they're going to really struggle. I think whether they lose Armstrong or keep him. They don't seem to be making any signings. There's no rumours out there. They've lost Harvey Elliott, who was their biggest um, assist. He he plugged so many goals in for them. I think Blackburn are on a downward curve. They they started last season. Their first sort of twenty three was outstanding. Then they went through a losing um, a winless streak during February to April last season, and I think that's relegation form. Mm. I don't think we will necessarily get relegated, but it wouldn't surprise me. And I hope with all my heart we don't. But I, I really, I really worry for them. Okay. I think Tony, I think Tony Mowbray has done a fantastic job in obviously getting them up from League One and and steadying them in the Championship. But it's that thing of maybe it's not his time anymore. If the club want to push forward, maybe it's time to bring someone else in. So that's for me. Seventeenth Blackburn Rovers, sixteenth just above them Preston North End. I think they've lost Alex Neal as their manager. I think they're in a in a fairly difficult place. I I but the thing is with Preston they always seem to be okay but I just Frankie McAvoy I don't know much about him I mean they've got like Josh Harrop Scott Sinclair they're quite good players Izzy Brown is Chad Evans going to provide enough goals up front I I don't know even though you know I don't think they've got the Sean Maguire's quite a good player Greg Cunningham's quite a good forward there's quite a few good players so I think they'll be okay but they're not going to push like they were a few years ago under Alex Neal and uh, who was their manager before that he got, yeah, I've forgotten his name but um, he was at Sunderland as well um, but they're not going to push like they were Paul uh, something Grayson something, something Grayson it's gone oh, yeah, yeah. something Grayson I know who you're uh, talking um, so yeah they're not going to push like they did before but they're 16th place above Blackburn I think they'll be they'll be fine Luton I think they're a relatively good side. Fifteenth, I've gone with them. Okay. Don't yeah. think there's anything to shout about, but I, 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 I look from looking at their squad, I think it is, it's fine. Fourteenth, Barnsley. They're gonna have a big slip because they've obviously lost uh, the manager to West Brom. I think they will be fine because of players like Corley Woodrow who can still score. I think they're going to struggle because they're going to lose players as well. I think they've already had the, mm. a key player go to West Brom. I think they're going to really, really struggle. Okay. Um. Next, uh, in 12, finally, Nottingham Forest. I, I think that could dip very easily for them. I think Chris Hughes is a good manager, but perhaps has had his day. He mm. used to be a very good championship manager, but I, I, I don't see anything. I think Lewis Graben may get a few goals. I I don't... I mean, their goalkeeper, Bryce Sampers, is quite good. Jack Colback's okay. There's not, But it, there's nothing there that... You worry about, but no. there's nothing there that you think, ah, oh, they yeah. set the world alight. And they, I think they do scream mid table. They do scream absolutely mid table. Um, they're, they're that club that you know you always think some t- surely at what point it happened yeah. for Leeds, it, it happened for quite a few of those clubs that were pondering and yeah. um, Nottingham Forest. It never has done, and, mm. and it, I don't understand why it, it ever will. So that's my bottom twelve. Twelve yeah. Forest. Uh, Oh, I I missed out my 13th, Bristol City. I had them quite low down until I sort of looked over, literally, in the first few seconds. But then I thought, Nigel Pearson is a good manager. And I I think Bristol City have got some decent players. You know, and I think... I think they'll. I think a lot of pundits are predicting them to be very, very low because mm. they were very, very low last season. And I think they'll be better. I think that, you know, they could be a surprise package. I don't think they will be. Um, but they've got players like Chris Martin who can do a job. 
um, and he works well with um, Nigel Pearson. Thomas Callas, he's a decent defender. Andy King, he's been around for a few years, obviously a title winner with Leicester. I think I think they're you know going to do better than the pundits are predicting. I don't think they're going to set the world alight, but I don't think pundits who are putting them right down there have quite thought about all those things coming together for them. Nigel yeah. Pearson has worked with quite a few of those players before at Leicester and at various other clubs and at, um, at Derby, etc. And I think that that could go well. So that's my. So I've gone with Nottingham Forest 12th, Bristol City 13th, Barnsley 14th, 15th Luton, 16th Preston, 17th my biggest underachievers, Blackburn Rovers, 18th Hull, 19th Coventry, 20th Blackpool, 21st Peterborough, just avoiding relegation, and then 22nd Birmingham, 23rd Huddersfield, 24th Derby. Over to you, Ralph. 12 to 18. Okay, well, first of all, I'd say... Definitely not as worried about Blackburn as you are. I still think they've got much... Well, like, you're not emotionally anyway. So. <laughs> well, you, I just think you've got way too good a squad to go down. You've still got the likes of Armstrong on your books. Whether he goes, though, that's another thing. I don't think he will. And I think one of the things that... Are and stopping Bradley teams... Dack as well, but he's a great... He was a good player for Blackburn Rovers, but he... Obviously, he's got that year-long injury, then came back for a, a month or so, then got another one. You're thinking, mm. what player's going to come back? Well, Ben Berriton could come and do something now. That's true. The back the Chilean legend. Squad. So, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> maybe I'm just... I, yeah, I think Blackburn... I also think Blackburn will be uh, much less uh, good than they have been in the last couple of seasons. But there's no way they'll get relegated. I think the biggest problem for Blackburn is also kind of their biggest... Um, or kind of a blessing in disguise. Because, and that is... Their injury record for Bradley Dack and Adam Armstrong, arguably the two best players, is awful. Yeah. But that is stopping other teams from buying them, from putting the money on the table. I think Adam Armstrong, go when he goes out for injuries, he does that, you're right, he does get injuries, but they're never... Too big. They're, yeah, they're like, oh, Adam Niggling Armstrong's injuries. out today, um, as opposed to Bradley Dack. Oh, that's Bradley Dack out for the year. Yeah. It's like, oh, Bradley Dack, I think, even over Armstrong, is the best player Blackburn have had. For a very long time, um, especially since their Premier League days, I think he he's outstanding. Uh, maybe someone like Tom Kearney or Jordan Rhodes is very good for them as well. But in terms of yeah, he drives, and I honestly think he's an outstanding footballer. And it's mm. so sad what what's happened to him. But I think, like, like I said, Harvey Elliott's going to be a big miss. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, I've got instead I've got Burnley at uh, Birmingham. I mean, not Burnley, Birmingham in eighteenth. Um, pretty. They'll be fine. I don't think there will be any sort of worry of relegation there. Yeah. But they're not a great side. No. Pretty dull. <laughs> not a. Not a. You know. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Stoke... <laughs> I talk about Burnley. Yeah. Oh, great. Here we go. <laughs> Stoke City. I've got in seventeenth. Ah, okay. Um, which again is a little bit dis. Probably will be a little bit disappointing for them. They were, funny club. Yeah, funny, funny, funny club. club in the last few years. The last few years, they've kind of... I mean, last season, they did okay. But, but I remember when they first went down, and you talk about their bench. They always talk about their bench that day when the first game that they played against Leeds, and they got hammered by Leeds, the first mm. day they came down. And they just had these ridiculous... Joe Allen, sort of that sort of calibre of player in the Championship. Yeah. Ryan Woods, he was a very good player for Brentford a few years ago. I think he's a... He wasn't. He spent some time at Milk, but he's the really, really good players, uh, and it never Tom Ince, and they've all seemed to have just poo-pooed like the club. I think Michael O'Neill is fine. Yeah, I think, it's fine. I think that's kind of what I, I think. think. The, the main word for Stoke City is fine. You'll you'll be fine. They're, yeah, they're in the same group as Birmingham yeah, and Burnley. Just just fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. Nothing to worry about, but. Please don't get excited. Mm. Uh, but uh, I mean, anyway. even if they won the league by a hundred points, I still wouldn't be getting excited yeah. about it. Um, but yeah, sixteenth place, I've got Bristol City. Okay. So similar to similar to me, really. Similar no, you to don't, you, really. Because I've seen other predictions where it's like it's going to Blackburn and them are nineteenth and twentieth. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that bad. There's for no big club. I Both, think there's yeah. worse teams in there. Both of the yeah, there's definitely worse teams in there. Um, they'll also be fine. They're, they've got way too good squad to go down. Um, 
they've got a lot of championship experience in that squad as well. So if they ever are in the, around that relegation battle, huge championship experience. Exactly. And Nigel, I, I, whether Nigel Pearson walks out because he has a tendency to do that. Yeah, true. He's a good manager. Mm. You know, he shouldn't have been sacked. At, well, I think Watford could have stayed up if they hadn't sacked him. Yeah. Um, you know, a few seasons ago when he was there at the Premiership. But yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a lot of pre. Uh, well, pre pundits not even pundits but youtubers talking like it's doom and gloom for bristol city i don't think it is yeah and then i think we agree on this one 15th we've both got luton absolutely yeah i think that oppositely youtubers keep putting them up yeah some sort of because they had a good season last season don't forget a couple of seasons ago they stayed up because wigan had a points deduction that's the only Mm. reason why it stayed up Um, it's very rare that a team a smaller team overachieves mm. and then maintains that the following season. I agree. I think... In... They have got money behind them, though, and they've got their uh, manager back, who, who went to Stoke, uh, and it didn't work out mm. for him. Uh, okay. I think uh, he's a he's a good uh, manager. Okay, um, well, they... Uh, Luton are the one team in this that could start challenging to mm. finish mid-table, but... Uh, uh, finishing top of the table. Yeah, but, Nathan um, Jones, he was... Uh, yeah, he was... Uh, he went... Yeah, he was, Nathan they got Jones, them up. Yeah put them on the brink of getting up in League One, then moved to Stoke, um, and it was a disaster at Stoke. And then, um, yeah, then, he, then he's then he gone back to Luton, and he's, he's, he did a good job there. So yeah. that's obviously where his calling is. But he's also a manager where it's like, I saw how badly he did at Stoke, and I kind of think, you, you're not going to go to that next level. You're, yeah, you're not going to push into that top half. You exactly, yeah. Properly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Luton will be solid mid table, and then I've got Blackburn fourteenth. Oh, I'd should... be pleased with that. Really. Yeah, well, it's uh, the thing is for a Blackburn fan where it's like emotional and it's, it's like all great. doom and gloom. It's, yeah, it's like oh that'll be okay. But realistically, but realistically, that's still a disappointment. Sport, it is yeah, still a disappointment, of because I mean you've been knocking on the playoff places not last season but the season before well, that. We, but were... even even last season we were knocking on, but it's always this for Blackburn. We knock on. You can get in there this weekend, then you will have yeah. five game losing streak. Yeah, that's exactly. What it is constantly. It's kind of maybe it's a bit of a mental block for them, um, but yeah, it's true. Every time they get close, the yeah. the the teams kind of say, okay, no, and and uh, um, kind of make a gap between them. Mm. But uh, yeah, I've got them fourteenth. They'll be absolutely fine. There shouldn't be any reason for doom and gloom. But similarly still might be a pretty disappointing season for them. And then Preston, I've got 13th. That's high for Preston. I, I can't see them. I, I mean, you know, I don't, it's not ridiculous, but I think it's high for them. Yeah, Inex- maybe. Inexperienced manager, ageing squad. And- it's true. The ageing squad does worry me, and it's more kind of like, oh, this squad a couple of years ago was challenging the- for yeah. playoff places. That's true. It is Maybe 13th is a bit high, but I just think... I'm quite excited by the manager appointment for them. Um, it's one of those ones where it could be really good or it could be really awful. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm not much more to say about mm-hmm. Preston. I think they'll be fine mid table side. And then finally, we agree with this one as well. I've, we've both got Nottingham Forest in twelfth. Mm-hmm. Um, and enough said about them the better really yeah I mean another again one. another like a lot of their players last year I mean I don't I don't think Knockart played particularly well for them he's not going back unfortunately for unfortunately. Fulham fans yeah. um, Marco Silva really likes Knockart for God's God knows sake why. <laughs> <laughs> well maybe that'll change my prediction of where I put them then. yeah um, <laughs> but yeah, Cyrus Christie was playing for them as well, and he did a decent job for them actually. But yeah. they've lost those players. Not that they were saying that they weren't saying the world like, but they're not like nothing about mm. anything that's gone on there. Even with someone like Chris Hewton is particularly inspiring. They don't seem to have a particular lot of money. I don't think that yeah. um, it's 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 all um, merry. Let's yeah. finish off our sort of mid table. So I I sort of put. So I'm going to go with, in my opinion, my ninth, tenth, and eleventh next because I think these ones are not challengers really, um, okay, as yeah. opposed to eighth and seventh, which potentially are okay, challengers yeah. for the playoffs. I've gone with Millwall in eleventh. I think there's been a lot of hype because they had a great end of last season. I, I don't think they're. I think they're going to continue to do well. 
um obviously the den coming back to the den when it when it's in its Huge, glory yeah. it's it's i mean i do remember fulham winning their three nil the first time he got promoted onto Slovenia Canada. Oh, just I remember the first, game, the first, it? the first half. We were at my friends had Mia's house for a barbecue. The first half, it was re- Millwall really going for us. Yeah. Second half, Fulham were just playing this champagne football yeah. round them, and then three nil it was. In the Kevin end. McDonald setting on a Mitro the scorers, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I think Millwall will finish eleventh, which I think is a good season for Millwall. Yeah. Swansea, enough. I think I've been quite generous. Ooh. I put them tenth. I don't. I think you have generous. To, yeah, I think I have been generous actually. What? Yeah, because I you, you say playoff finalists, but they've lost their manager. Matt Grimes, I think, is about to go to Fulham. I think that deal is done. It's just to do with COVID. Well, really, hopefully. Done. Yeah, hopefully. He's I think a great player. It's. I think that's done. I think Swansea will dip, but I could be wrong. I've said it before, but I. I could. You know. They've lost their manager and they wanted... They didn't even like him. The Swansea fans didn't like Steve Cooper. They thought he was yeah. too defensive. But I I think that's how they had to play. Yeah, they, they didn't did. didn't have much money. Um, so I don't think Swansea are, are going to compete. But then I have put Stoke above them and I'm kind of regretting that because I don't think Stoke are going to do much. But I think... Yeah, Stoke you know, are not going to be uh, above but Swansea. I, well, I think they could be because you know they've not lost too much. And it's that thing of what what we've lost. You're about to lose Matt Grimes, who's been your best player. And you're not, from what I hear, it's between 1.5 and 4 million they're going to get for him. So it's Crazy. not like they're going to, yeah, they're not like they're going to be able to, because he's in his last year of his contract. It's not like he's going to be able to, you know, re-energize, re-energize the, the, their squad. So I think, um, yeah, no, I think Swansea, I don't think are going to be any good. I think Stoke... Well, not any good, but I think 10th is, is their ceiling. Um, and then I I think uh, I've gone with... Uh, yeah, so that's my 10th and 9th. You carry on, Ralph. Okay. In 11th, I have QPR. That's what I've got on 11th. Really? Yeah. That's interesting you've put that. The reason why I think a lot of people are... Well, they had a great season last season, and a lot of people will be putting them... Predicting them to do well again this season. But I think Elise is a huge loss. The fact that he's going to Palace, I think, is right. a huge loss for yeah, them. Yeah, that's true. And that is why I've put them 11th. But they could quite easily prove me wrong. And I think they definitely will prove you wrong. Do you think? I think they're going to be, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, I just think without... I mean, Elise was their main creator. He got so many assists for them, so many goal involvements for them. Uh, he will be a real, real miss. It's like the equivalent of... Norwich losing Buendia like it's genuinely like their main creator is gone and I don't know but I'm not sh- I don't think that they have signed a replacement yet so that will be a worry for them so I've put them 11th okay 10th I've put Reading yeah um and I've put they I think they finished Seventh was it last seventh, season? Right, they just finished outside. I think yeah, and I think they'll have a similar season. Yeah, but I think they'll be slightly worse off. I think there's some. I think the league at the top is slightly stronger this I think, season. I yeah, I think it yeah. Or so, maybe not stronger, but maybe more competitive mm. at the top. Um, so I think they'll drop off a little bit, but they'll still be a strong side. Uh, it'll still be a decent season for them, and then ninth I have Millwall. So a little bit higher than what you said that they would be, mm. um, but the reason why I've put that is I've got to say I think there's a lot more even without the, the the play that they've lost. I think there's a lot more quality in the QPR squad than there is in the Millwall squad. I have yeah, to say. maybe. But then when have Millwall played with quality? They just well exactly. Yeah. And Millwall played Millwall like I think form does carry on from the back end of the previous season I don't to the disagree new season. With that, of course. So I think Millwall will start the season very well and I think they'll be an extremely tough side to beat. You know, they'll have a lot of draws and I think they'll um they'll sort of trudge into ninth place. Maybe kind of be a worse side than Reading and QPR below them, but finish above them because they carry on going till the end of the season, whereas I feel like Reading and QPR might give up a bit earlier because they might have more higher expectations. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's my ninth, tenth, and eleventh. So let's. Well, I think we've what we should do because I always feel like most years, and it always depends, of course. But in most years, there's a race for the playoffs, which is between eighth to fifth. 
most of the time and had a sort of a race for automatic promotion. Like for a couple of years ago when it was it was Leeds, West Brom, Brentford, Fulham sort of racing sort of for the, the promotion yeah. and then the others that were sort of racing for the playoffs. Yeah. So I think we should break it down like that. Oh, so, so one to four, five to eight, that sort of thing. Yes. Okay. So in eighth place, I've gone with Reading. Similar, I agree with everything you've said. I think they're going to... I mean, it's going to be somewhere along that eight, nine, tenth thing, okay. and they could push because they had a great start to last campaign. Yeah. It shows you that, that there is that quality and that ability to get rack results up, um, but it's just getting it and not dipping. That's yeah. the thing. Um, seventh, I've gone with just missing out, Bournemouth. Ooh, just missing out. Interesting, be- because obviously now Scott Parker has gone there. Um, and I don't know what you feel about him. I mean, I do know what you feel about <laughs> him as a manager. I mean, I think he's fine. I think is I think players like David Brooks are great player, like Jess, Jefferson Lerma, Philip Billing, Chris Meppham. But uh, it's whether they're all going to stay. Yeah. Now, I think David Brooks probably will. But Lerma and, and Billing, I think... Or was Billing just... Um, can't remember if Billings just signed or no. I think no. I think Bullying has been rumoured around, and and I think whether he stays or or goes, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think Norwich are interested in Billy, and I think there's lots of talk, and that that would be a big maybe lot. that distracts them. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's a, a, quite a surprise think... to put them in seventh. But I don't think they're going to be chasing automatic promotions. I really don't think they're good no. enough. Dominic Solanke no. has not proven that he's a, a clinical goal scorer. I think that is where they are. They, they, I mean, they could get in. Seventh is like they're, they're going to be the chasers. They're going to be the ones I think they might drop off at the end. Okay, well, the but, fact that you said Parker that... But Parker finished fourth with arguably the best squad in the year. Maybe not. Maybe they were second best to leave squad yeah. wise. But it was good. underwhelming. Yeah, it was underwhelming at best. He did well in the playoffs, and I, if Bournemouth got in the playoffs, I ba- I would back Parker in the playoffs. He's good in the playoffs, but it's his league, overall league mentality. I, I, I. It was very skeptical at Fulham. A lot of the, yeah. some of the stuff. It that was is like, true. I mean, Fulham uh, on the Parker stuff. That is very true. Fulham had a fantastic squad in the nineteen twenty mm. season, and we just played the most awful football. Yeah. For a lot of that season. And in the pro- he's, he's a good defensive structure. He can get a good defensive structure going. He and he improved the full of defence, obviously with massive personnel changes. Yeah. But it's you never saw where the next goal was coming from, no. particularly in the Premier League. In the Championship, yeah, of course, because you had individuals that did You kind of had Mitro carrying us, carrying that attack. Yeah, know, it was like, oh, okay, you know, and that and I don't think Bournemouth have that. No. And I think Parker could struggle. Yet again, however, I think it, the sort of Bournemouth ethos would suit Parker better. Mm. I think he may do a better job. So I Bournemouth, it wouldn't surprise me if they're in the playoffs, but I, I think that they're just going to miss out. Okay, fair um, You do your eighth and seventh. Well, on that, I think the fact that you've put Bournemouth seventh makes me think that we have the same surprise package team, mm-hmm. um, which we will go on to, I think. But my eighth and seventh is, in eighth place, it's Barnsley. So really? So yeah, that's kind of what they've the biggest... They've lost their star, they've lost Ismail though, they're their star manager. Yeah, they have, you know. and we'll go on to that, because that factors into another team where I've put them. But, well, yeah. Uh, but they have lost their big manager, but the greatest strength of Barnsley, I think, is their recruitment. Um, and it has similar, been very good. Similar to Brentford, they have the you know they recruit on using analytics, just like Brentford have. I I agree with you, but can I just interject and say that their recruitment isn't as good as Brentford's because we've seen they had that season under Paul Heckingbottom where they had all those players coming through the season after they got promoted, and then they lost that and lost Paul Heckingbottom and eventually sunk back to League One, then came back again, but. They do have a good recruitment, but it, they dip the years that they lose those players, whereas Brentford have been able to keep going. And I think that's mm. why I put them down. Not right down, because I don't think they've lost enough to go right down, but I still think that Varnsley will not be pushing for any sort of promotion this year. Okay, fair enough. Well, I think they'll be kind of the worst of the pushers, but I still think they'll be in and around okay. there. Um, and then in seventh place, I've got Swansea. 
So, yeah. So, definitely higher than, than where you've put them. I still think they'll definitely be challenging for the playoff places. But I think they will miss out a little bit just because they're not as strong as the top six, basically. And I think the loss of the manager is big. The loss of Grimes, they're one of the best players. Well, the potential loss. The potential loss. But I think if it's not Fulham, it'll be a premiership side. Exactly, yeah. I think he's staying. I think that's quite a big loss. Mm. Um, But I I still think they have great players in that side. Um, Andre Ayew is getting on a bit. But he still was kind of their star man last season, and I yeah, think he's that a good he, he's still a good player, and he could do he can do bits for them this season. Um, and I just think, yeah, they they they've got a very strong side. The fact that they have experience, you know, playing at the top of the championship for the last couple of seasons now, they've all they're always been a kind of oh, strong I hate side. to I hate to correct you on air, but Andre, I think Andre Ayew has left. Oh, has he? Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure he was out of contract. In fact, oh. they lost him on a free, and this is what I'm talking about. But okay, it's not well, even that... like it's like Brentford getting money that they can pump yeah. back in. I don't think it's well. If they lose money. Andre Ayew and Grimes, then I'll probably have to rethink that. That's and the manager, because that is big. But too late now. I've put them in seventh, but I can definitely see them falling further. <laughs> yes, you see why I put them. Yeah. I think I've been generous with. Oh, that's why I went. I've been generous with ten. Okay, well, yeah. Um, so okay, you've won me over. Let's go with our sixth, fifth. Now let's go with our sixth and fifth. So we'll pair it off and then I've gone with Cardiff in sixth. Mm. I think Cardiff are going to go and do. I think Kiefer Moore is going to be. I saw him in the Euros. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Good striker. Good striker. Mick McCarthy, good manager. He's got good players around him. He he had that Ipswich mm. side for years. Held them. People criticising him, criticising him. He had them pushing for playoffs, then eventually they dropped off, being mid-table. You're talking a pretty crap squad. Then they lose him. What happens? Plummet to relegation. Yeah. Plummet. He's, He's a fantastic manager. manager. Had a great start. Dipped off a bit. That's inevitable. Um, but I think they're going to push. I think when someone like Kiefer Moore up front... Um, coming off the back of, of, of the form that, that that he's been on with Wales, he was Wales's best player, even better than Gareth Bale. Mm. Um, he, you know, I I think that they've got a lot to be excited about, Cardiff fans. Um, well, I don't think you'll go. I don't think they'll go up, but I think a, a push for the playoffs is is perfectly reasonable. You've still got players like Josh Murphy, Joe Rules, players that have been, you know, have got experience as well. I think with that manager, and I love Mick McCarthy as a person, I don't necessarily like his football, but his attitude is brilliant. And another one in fifth place that I've put is another old boy, Middlesbrough under Neil Warnock. It mm. kind of feels like that their push, him having a full season, the miracles he worked at Cardiff. Um, yeah. I don't think he's going to go quite to the centre. I don't think they'll go up. But I think Middlesbrough could be uh, a, a, a really one to watch. Um, so, yeah, that is my fifth and sixth. Well, I have the exact same sixth and fifth. I have Cardiff in sixth and Middlesbrough in fifth. Wow. And I echo all the reasons that you have said. And Middlesbrough are my surprise package, I think. I didn't have them as my surprise package. Okay, well, I have right. them as my surprise package in fifth. Shuka Agpom, he was an Arsenal lad. He yeah. plays for them. Yeah, I think they've got Sammy Amiobi. He he's a good player. And there's a I think they've moved ahead of Fulham in the race for Rodrigo Moniz. I don't think the Brazilian is that true? striker. I don't well, think that's true. The reports I've been seeing that that, that it, he rejected them. He flat out rejected them. The reports I'm hearing is that Moniz prefers a move to Fulham. But Middlesbrough had offered a better package to the club. So the club is like basically accepted Middlesbrough offer, but not Fulham's offer yet. But I don't th- I think if Moniz went to Middlesbrough, it wouldn't work out with the philosophy Possibly. of the plays. Possibly. Having said but that, apparently he's them. meant to be a big target man. I mean, he's a player we know nothing about and we're speculating as if he's yeah. messy. Um, but yeah, apparently if they win that, that's an exciting prospect. I wanted Fulham to get him. So, fifth and sixth, we, you know. But, yeah, I agree that Kiefer Moore scored a lot of goals last season. He scored mm. goals in the Euros, and he's going to score a lot of goals in the yeah. Championship this season My again. fourth team, I th- and I di- I, I've hummed and ahed about what I think, because I think this they could storm it. Mm-hmm. They have had one of, you know, 
from watching both Fulham and Blackburn over the last over the years, the best time of my experience in football of a team I've supported was under this manager. And okay. the only reason why I don't put Sheffield United under Slavisa Kanovic higher is because I think they're going to have, and I hope they stick with him, I think, because Fulham always used to have, they're going to have a stinking start. <laughs> yeah. they, they will it's always class start. But be fast at Jukanovic. Start the season terribly because his philosophy is is so specific. It's the most specific um, philosophy I've seen for a team outside of Manchester City or one of the top teams. Yeah, it it, it is so specific, and I think it's going to take some time for them to adapt to it. Now, my worry for them is: do they have the players to play this system? But then you come back to think, well, players like Aaron Ramsdale, he can play out the back. Then you look at their firepower. Rian Brewster, if you get him firing the championship, he did great for Swansea. Ollie McBurney, him for Swansea, again, fantastic. Yeah. David McGoldrick, he's not he probably won't be in the starting lineup, but you know, he's not Oliver Burke was a good player. They've got some good stuff going. Oh, actually, this team, Leap Moose. John Egan, Jack O'Connell, oh, yeah. this team is... Oh, they, actually, oh. They've hardly lost anyone from they, dropping down. And Ollie Norwood, he played under Yukanovic. Yeah. This well, team are one to watch. Hmm. I think this team are going to be... They're gonna, when they get it right, they're going to be the ones. They're going to be the championship darlings. Because I'm telling you yeah. what, Sheffield United fans, if you're listening... Get he, excited. He is like... Yukanovic is the one. He's the one. May not be the one going forward per se, but I, I, I love him dearly. Um, so I've gone with Sheffield United at fourth. Ralph, you do your fourth. We'll do one at a time. Well, fourth I have Bournemouth. Bournemouth, really? I, I think this... I agree with the Parker thing, but I also think that Parker is still a decent championship coach and he knows how to grind out results. results even if he plays mind-bendingly <laughs> dull football. <laughs> yeah. uh, and But also Bournemouth, I just think, have a very good squad. Um, their midfield is very strong. And also with, with Parker, he's one of those managers I was like... I wasn't. I was never get Parker out, but I was always like, "Well, if he leaves, I don't care. If yeah. he stays, I don't care." I he think that's always like that. So he's never, fans like, yeah. he was never like awful, but yeah. it was like, and you like him, and he's honest. Yeah. He's a great person. Well, not great because he's he's re- quite good in the interviews. Yeah, yeah. and whereas someone like Sheffield United, Slavisa Jukanovic, you will not be able to understand a word he says. No yeah. disrespect, but it, it's like, come again, come yeah. again. I yeah. did yeah. not understand what you just said. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I just think Bournemouth uh, will be... I don't think they'll go up, but I think they'll be one of the strongest sides in the league. I think they'll be pretty consistent yeah. across the league. I think they'll be pretty dull, but they'll be strong. They'll be forced. Most teams will find them very difficult to, to play against and to win against, especially. Yeah. Um, so I think they'll have a solid season fourth. And then I've put Sheffield United in third. Um, the more and more I think about it, because I, I, I think, Christ, yeah. they have got a squad. Like, if they get them going... The reason why I've put them in third... A lot of injuries last year. Yeah, it's true. The reason why I've put them in third is that, although you, I would say Jukanovic is a fantastic manager and get excited Sheffield fans, I think uh, Wilder is also or was also a fantastic Absolutely. manager. And, and so it's not necessarily an actual... It's not... Although it's a great appointment, it might not actually be an upgrade in the managerial department. I think it kind of is within the context of the championship. Possibly, I yeah. think when going up to the Premier League, it is definitely not. Okay, yeah. Um, but within the context of the championship, I think... It, but then we just don't... You, we are just speculating because he was at a Fulham side that that was what we wanted to do. Mm. and But he was very good at working with a board he didn't like as well. And that's mm. quite interesting. That's true. And another reason why I've put them third is because, although, like I said, they have hardly lost any of their players, they might lose Ramsdale if Arsenal put a stupid bid in, but I don't think that will happen. And um, he's replaceable. And sorry. he's replaceable. He's a good keeper, so they don't need to replace but he is replaceable. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I said, they haven't lost any of their players, or hardly any, at least. Um, and so they're still got a really strong squad but at the same time 
they were trash in the Premier League and they weren't very... And like, there's going to be a lot of rebuilding. And, then, and like yeah. you said, Slavisa Jakanovic's philosophy is very specific. And that's the key thing why I've put them third. Yeah. Because I think at the start of the season, they'll be a mid-table performing well, club. That's, the year Fulham went up on Jakanovic, that's exactly what they did. They were 15, 16, 17. Then suddenly, December, they were starting to get results. Yeah. They were starting to push towards playoff, even not playing particularly well. And then Mitrovic came... And in January, the whole even before Mitrovic came, it was starting to click together. Twenty three games unbeaten. Then obviously they lost on the final day of the season, but they bounced back for a playoff victory, which will go yeah. down. Yeah. Well, I think that's exactly what's going to happen with Sheffield. By the end of the season, they'll be the best team in the league. But because of the shoddy start, yeah. they'll finish third. Um, and so yeah, that's my third and fourth. Um, I've gone with QPR in third, and my biggest overachievement. I think QPR. Crazy. I think QPR will, will, will do really, really well. Whether they'll finish third or not, like I've predicted, it remains to be seen. But they've got a lot of good players with a lot of not only good experience within the championship, but good international experiences. Charlie Austin, he can put in... If they, if they adapt to him, and I think Mark Warburton will do, if they adapt to Charlie Austin, he can be a good championship striker. That's true. Lyndon Dykes. You know, he's got experience with Scotland now. Okay, it wasn't great experience, but nonetheless, he... Uh, oh, no, he wasn't with Scotland, was he? Yeah, yeah. No, he was with Scotland, Scotland yeah. Um, yeah, he went, to, he went to the Euros. And they brought in Stefan Johansson, who did a really good job for them last season. He's a good player in the Championship. That's a good signing, I think, yeah. yeah, it's a good signing for them. They got him on the relative cheap. I mean, Fulham just felt that they needed... Because what Fulham were doing was bringing them back in for the Championship, then... Like and, and I think it was time for yeah. Johansson to move on, but he was yeah. an excellent player. In the year Fulham before the year before Fulham went up when they finished sixth, that was his best season. Then he played again, fantastically again for the season Fulham went up. Then obviously since we've been promoted, it, it's not quite worked out for him. Um, Chris Willock, they've got um, you know, who's obviously got relations to Joe Willock. Um, and they've got a lot of good that like Todd Kane. They've got some good players. Jordan, you know, they've got a lot of... Uh, I think they, there's a lot to be excited about with QPR. I yeah. do think with Sheffield United now looking at that squad over again, I think perhaps they may finish above you. But I no, I actually... No, I think QPR will finish third just because I think they'll That's get... crazy. Their, just because I, and they're my overachievement team. I, I just think they, they're going to get their shit together and finally sort it out okay. and really challenge. Fair enough. Well, I, I, I can accept that maybe I put QPR too low, but I think third is a big stretch. I don't think they'll get Perhaps. anywhere near third, to be honest. Um, but all right. And then we move on to our top two then, which means we both have the same top two. It's yep. just it's in which order. One. It's the obvious one. I've gone with um, West Brom second and Fulham first. Oh, well, I disagree. I've gone for the other way around. I've okay. gone West Brom top and Fulham second. Okay, explain why. Okay, well, the reason why I've put... Well, one of the big reasons why I've done that is because I'm a... Well... It doesn't really matter, though. It, yeah. In all seriousness, but... Yeah. It doesn't really matter, but I'm a Fulham fan, and so there's no way I'm going to predict them to top the table because I'm a pessimist. Yeah. Is one of the and reasons. And so am I about Fulham. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, but secondly is that I just think West Brom have the strongest squad if, and it's a big if they managed to keep hold of Pereira. And so far, they have done so. And I think, you know, there's only like three weeks until the transfer window closes. The championship season starts this weekend. Yeah. So right now, I'm thinking they have the strongest squad. You're looking at Carlin Grant, a great championship striker. You're looking at Dean Garner and Pereira, either side of him. Probably that's the best front three in the league. Mm. Um, but I am looking at reports now, and it's just interesting because I was just on the the West Brom website, and the squad they have not got Sam Johnston on their squad page. I don't know if there is a specific reason for that. Maybe that's just okay. a hack for the thing. He's still down on Wikipedia and all the other websites as a um, as a as a West Brom player. But it'll be interesting. Well, to there see has been goes. links of him moving away, but even he, still, he would probably be one of the better goalkeepers in the championship. Yeah. yeah, I just think they have probably the best, possibly the best goalkeeper in the championship, mm. and the best front three in the championship if they keep hold of their players. With Pereira, yeah, okay. Um, and they also have like 
I mean, their defence isn't fantastic, but it's okay. Um, I think it's equally as good as, as as most other teams in the league. Maybe I might say Fulham have the best defence in the league, to be honest, with their full-backs and Tosin and Rabio. They're one centre-back away from having a great back four. I would say I'd say someone like Carl Bartley is a good championship yeah, defender. he's a fantastic def- uh, um, championship defender. Um, but I think mainly, yeah, the reason why... I just think that... The age-old saying of attack wins you games, but defence wins you leagues, I think it's the complete opposite. I think defending for your life can win you a one-off game, but to win a league, you need to be the best attacking side in the league. Man City show that year in, year out. And then the one time that Liverpool win the league, they have the best attack in the league. And Man City dropped off because Aguero dropped off. It just shows that... And I just I think, think, that, I think the West Brom have the best attack in the league. So I think they're going to win it. I think why that phrase is often used is that sometimes you have to grind out those 1-0 wins. Mm. But I think the problem is with all these phrases, they're so cliches because if you don't score, you don't win games. Yeah. If you can see bucket loads of goals, you, you, you yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, day, you, you need both. But. Yeah, and I think it often depends on each team's approach. Mm. Um, but maybe Fulham under Jukanovic proved that defence does win your leagues. Possibly, yeah. But I, I've gone with Fulham first, perhaps being a bit optimistic. I just, I, I think West Brom have got a great squad with Pereira, etc., etc. But they, they weren't half lucky to go up the year they did the other time. Yeah, I think they, you know, I think Slaven Bilic was a good manager, um, is a good manager. But this guy that worked miracles. Oh, that's true. That's what I to mention. That's what miracles at Barnsley. I think there's that you can't look past them for promotion. You can't look past these two as being the favourites, simply because they showed some good stuff in the in the in the Premiership under Allardyce a little bit towards the end. Callum Robinson is another good player that is, in my opinion, grossly underrated. Um, I think yeah, they're going to be a, a very very strong force. I just feel that Fulham will have that flair that they don't have. I think once though. Maybe, well, if Kenny, Tom Kenny ever gets back from injury, which doesn't look likely. Yeah. Um, I, but I think if you look at, you know, you've got players like Mitrovic, but you've also looking at the, it's just that front line, Harry Wilson, I think he's going to come in and do a job for Fulham. Yeah. Can, can, there's quite a lot of talent in that midfield if Grimes comes in, and Gisa, so you've got Harrison Reed and Harrison Reed, who's outstanding in the Premier League, and yeah. the team going down. You've got two left backs who I think are probably the two best left backs in the league, and Anthony Robinson and Joe Bryan. You know, right back Kenny Tete, it, Champions League former Champions League yeah. player, centre back, centre backs. I wouldn't say are good enough necessary to master a Premier League season, but Tosin Adebayo is a fantastic defender yeah. who will go on to be a Premiership defender. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Alfie Mawson, whether his knees will ever recover, but maybe Alfie Mawson will come back. Tim Ream can do a job in the Championship. I wouldn't want him week in, week out, but he could do a job. Um, and Michael Hector was fantastic in the last Championship campaign, whether he can come back. Terence Congolo's a fantastic defender, but like Alfie Mawson, or is, is his body going to hold out? But I, I think Fulham, and I think I was very underwhelmed by the Marcus Silva appointment early on, but the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I think he's a right fit. I agree, yeah. I think he's the right fit for this, where he's at in his career. He made mistakes at Everton, mm. and he knows it. Well, that's... I and think... Everton have a habit of making, even though I'm not saying he's good or whatever, have a habit of making good people look very shit. Yeah. Well, I think you're spot on there that it, it suits it because both Fulham and Marco Silva have a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. Now. They have yes. a lot to prove that they aren't yo-yo clubs or managers and that they can actually commit to a long-term project. Both of them have a have a lot to prove in that in that respect. So I think there's a lot to be excited about for both these teams. Yeah. But I agree, well, Fulham and West Brom will be definitely will be the top, be two. The top I two. I think we're splitting hairs mm. really. But yeah, I think Fulham, I mean, if they Fulham if they sign Grimes and keep hold of Angisa, then they have the best midfield in the league. I mean, Harrison Reed and Angisa and Grimes as the three well, players you're forgetting Tom for those Kearney. Well, we, well, the, the those three players just for two positions, yeah. I mean, uh, is insane. Like that is Premier League quality midfield yeah. in the Championship. Absolutely. 
Also, if if <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing because uh, the whole punditry for Fulham in the Championship was Mitrovic, a Premier League striker in the Championship. Yeah. Every time we were on Sky, that's all they say. They and that's what they would say. Fulham have a Premier League quality midfield in, in the, the Championship. championship. Um, but yeah, one of the I think one of the big ifs with Fulham is that. Can Mawson and Congolo stay fit? Because mm. if they can, I think we've got a great back four as well. But forget, I like, really Carson, don't... Carson Adderabai is the first choice. No, obviously. But as it's a partner, him. I don't want Tim Ream for 46 games. Well, I what really... about Hector? I think Hector could come in for Fulham. Well, that's too. true. We do have Hector. Um, but anyway, we're, we're splitting hairs here. We yeah. don't want to talk about Fulham lineup on this podcast. But anyway. But also, goal, goalkeepers too. Rodak and Gazaniga are both quality exactly goalkeepers. Quite, we're so, for choice. So we, I think, I think Fulham, Fulham and West Brom, you've got to look at the teams that they did okay in the mm. Premier League without, the, you know, they went down comfortably fine. But they didn't show that they were hopeless. It was yeah. just naivety and poor management and whatever. And like you said, West Brom have a fantastic new manager, mm. Ismaili. Mm. Um, well, that, that is a, yeah, from 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 Barnsley. So anyway, let's wrap it up there um, with um, me going first with my overall table. I've gone with Derby at twenty fourth, Huddersfield at twenty third, Birmingham at twenty second, Peterborough at twenty first, Blackpool at twentieth, Coventry nineteenth. 18th with Hull, 17th with Blackburn Rovers as biggest underachievers, 16th Preston, 15th Luton, 14th Barnsley, 13th Bristol City, uh, 12th Nottingham Forest, 11th Millwall, 10th Swansea City, uh, 9th Stoke, 8th Reading, 7th Bournemouth, 6th Cardiff, I spared you of my awful Welsh accent there, Uh, 5th Middlesbrough, 4th Sheffield United, 3rd QPR and 2 West Brom, 1 Fulham and I'm going to add in now, I think it will be a Sheffield United versus QPR final and I think Sheffield United will win. Okay. So the three promoted sides of Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield United, the three that went down. Okay. All right. Well, I've gone for Derby in 24th, Blackpool 23rd, Hull City probably my biggest dip- disappointments um in 22nd, those are my three relegated sides. And then just to survive in 21st I've got Peterborough, 20th I've got Coventry, uh, 19th I've got Huddersfield, 18th I've got Birmingham, 17th I've got Stoke, 16th I've got Bristol City, 15th for Luton, 14th Blackburn, poor season but not as bad as you fear George. 13th, I've got Preston, maybe a bit optimistic. 12th, I've got Nottingham Forest. 11th, I've got QPR, maybe a bit pessimistic. 10th, I've got Reading. 9th, I've got Millwall. 8th, I've got Barnsley, maybe a bit optimistic. 7th, I've got Swansea. 6th, I've got Cardiff. 5th, I've got Middlesbrough, probably my surprise package. Um, Bournemouth are in 4th. Sheffield United in 3rd. Fulham in 2nd. And the winners, West Brom. And for my playoffs, I'll have a final of Sheffield United against Middlesbrough. And I think Sheffield United will win. So we agree, the three promoted sides, West Brom, Fulham and Sheffield United. Before we depart, let's talk about Golden Boot. I'm going with Kiefer Moore. I think he's going to have okay. an outstanding season. He's going to spark um, Cardiff into a promotion race. Yeah, fair enough. I I think it's between three players. Carlin Grant for West Brom, Kiefer Moore for Cardiff oh, or, or or Mitrovic for Fulham. Um, and I almost put Kiefer Moore, but I've decided on Carlin Grant okay. because I think West Brom are going to be the best side in the league and yeah. create the most chances. Um, yeah. And then top assister? Uh, Harry Wilson. Okay. Well, I think it was between Harry Wilson or Matthias Pereira. I've gone for Matthias Pereira in the end, mm-hmm. but of course he might leave. So, yeah. Um. Player of the season? Harrison Reed. Okay, yeah, that's a good shout. I just thought of that. that. Well, I've changed shout. just then, but I just mm. thought Harrison Reed, I think, will show championship. It's whether he can say he's never stayed fit for the whole season, mm. but I mean, he showed us last time, I think, Harrison Reed, permanent as a football player, uh, Fulham player in the championship, will be the player of the season. Well, if I could say, if I could pick one player in this whole league that deserves the most to be playing in the Premier League right now and not the Championship, it would be Harrison Reid. Yeah. But maybe Pereira. Maybe Pereira. 
But that's, I think, the player of the season I've gone for will be Pereira because I think he'll get the most assists for the best side in the league. So, Pereira. And finally, your manager of the season. I think Ishmael from for West Brom. Um, mm. I think he'll be the best manager of the season. New appointment for them, and I think it's a fantastic appointment. Did wonders at Barnsley. I don't think it would be a wonder though if he took West Brom up in the same no. way like with okay. Marco Silva. I don't think it'd be a wonder. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to go with Mark Warburton of QPR. Yeah, well... In keeping with the feeling. But you could also go with the same light of Neil Warnock with Middlesbrough mm. and Mick McCarthy with Cardiff. Well, if, if QPR or Middlesbrough or Cardiff, but especially QPR, if they really knock on the door for promotion, then, yeah, you've got to give it to yeah. probably the QPR manager, yeah. But anyway, thank you for listening today. I hope you have a lovely day and we will shall see you soon. Also, um, check out all of our other podcasts on the Backseater Podcast channel um, where we talk all sorts of topics from Premier League history to Premier League predictions for Pacific seasons. Have a lovely rest of the day and it's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.